News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark. On the Mark is brought to you by the amazing people at Cutest Country Hana Hyundai and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Join the family like I did. I've been part of the family for a little over a month now. It's just amazing. It's fantastic. Every time I get in my truck, I'm like, you know what? This was the best decision I made in a long time. Uh, payments better. Uh, the dealership, uh, it was experience was incredible. I had to get my free oil change just the other day. Uh, the first one you get is free. Uh, they're so great. Cutest country. Go give them a, a visit this morning, sometime today, this weekend, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Say hi to those guys over at Cutest Country. They're great. Uh, just shop online, cutestquincy.com. Follow along uh, with the show as always on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N, if you ever want to talk sports. I have been getting into a little bit of the uh, sports, uh, uh, what do we just say, wagering is the professional term. Uh, sports gambling is legal in Illinois now. So I got all these uh, fun apps. and um, So I've been talking a lot about that on uh on uh, on the Twitter, so have some fun with me and uh, and join in, and uh, you don't have to bet, but you can just make fun of me for the stupid decisions I make, and that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, at Mark Hespin, M A R K H E S P E N. Also, uh, follow the show. Uh, just search on the Mark K H M O on Facebook. And I'll keep you updated throughout the week about uh, big stories that we're going to talk about. And then always give you a little preview of the show just about an hour uh, before the show hits. Um, I, I want to start there really quick, actually, with my Facebook page um, on K on the Mark K. Chamo on Facebook. Uh, because yesterday, obviously, uh, September 11th, the 19th anniversary of September 11th, and uh, the tragic event that unfolded on that day, the evil event that unfolded on that day. And um, every year, uh, for about the past five, six years, I think the story is now ESPN did this amazing story on the man with the red bandana. And I don't want to spend too much time with it. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't know, watch the video. I shared it on my uh, Facebook page, on the Mark KHMO. Search it. Uh, the man with the red bandana. Give it a... Give it a YouTube look up. Um, uh, just historic story, uh, a heroic story. And uh, to me, that's what uh, 9-11 and never forgetting is all about. It's about those innocent lives lost and the uh, heroes, the everyday people who stepped up as heroes on that day. Uh, and obviously the first responders uh, who were did things that they would never train for and uh, – Incredible. Uh, so I just wanted to start with that. The man with the red bandana looking on up on my, you can find it on my, uh, on the mark, KHMO Facebook page. All right. Uh, welcome on into episode 54 of the show. Obviously, football is back, baby. And, uh, 
Uh, we're in Chiefs country here, and congrats to Kansas City Chiefs getting the uh, first win of the season. Uh, let's start there with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Chiefs win 34-20 over the Houston Texans, and uh, I don't think any of us were too shocked by that result. Uh, I know most of the national pundits before the game were all picked the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs to win. Um, the Chiefs are uh, a great team, the defending Super Bowl champions that look like they're only getting better in a weird way. Now, obviously, you can look at the box score. and Well, I, I'll break it down a little bit for you. Patrick Mahomes was magnificent, 24 of 32, 211 yards, three touchdowns, only took one sack, which I think was a huge part of the game. The offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs looked amazing. Uh, the 123 quarterback rating. Uh, he was just fantastic. Uh, overall, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I was just actually looking through my notes. It was funny because my co-host on the morning show on Kick FM, um, mornings with Mark and Sam, 97.9 Kick FM, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, weekday. Sam, was we were joking. And she, she's like, that running back for the Chiefs, I remember you saying – that the Chiefs drafted a guy. Is that the guy? And I left. I was like, yes. I, I remember the day after the first round of the NFL draft that Friday morning on on uh, Mornings of Mark and Sam on Kick FM. I literally said on the air, I was like, I cannot believe the Chiefs were able to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, and I just knew he'd fit perfectly in with that offense. Now, did I, I don't think any of us knew he'd fit 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown good into that offense. Uh, he looked fantastic. The Chiefs, again, the Chiefs offensive line looked fantastic against a very good uh, Texans defensive line. Um, the other things that stood out to me in the game, Chris Jones living up to the contract already, one and a half sacks, uh, I think three solo tackles. Uh, he looked dominant defensively, really anchoring that defense like we expected to. The Honey Badger running around making plays. Uh, Charvarius Ward, though, that's a concern. One of the Chiefs' starting cornerbacks breaks his hand in the wind. Uh, in the wind, excuse me. You never want to see um, a starter go down early. Uh, now, obviously, a hand uh, is not a soft tissue issue. It's not a leg issue. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to... Uh, uh, play with it, depending on the severity of the break. I, they, I don't think they have announced yet uh, what the MRI results or what it looks like his prognosis. Uh, but that's obviously a concern. Um, but besides all the surface-level stuff, because that's the stuff you can get anywhere, right? You turn into on the mark, hopefully. What I had hope you turn into is for um, something different, something deeper. What What really can we take from this game? And i got to be honest, I think what we could take from this game is is something that's a scary thing for people like me. Or if you're out there listening right now and you're a fan of a team that's not the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes was a different quarterback on Thursday night than when we last saw him in the Super Bowl and even in most of 2019. Let me take you back. Let me take you back to the Chiefs and Texans uh, in like week five, I think it was week six, of the NFL season last year when the Chiefs, I remember previewing this game on this station, on this show. And remember, I we, we, we talked and I led up for the show. I was looking back at my notes this morning. Oh, here we go. The showdown of the two future stars. This is our next Manning Brady type thing. These guys can dominate the AFC. Um, And you look back at that game and man, Patrick Mahomes, he was great. 
for the most part, the Chiefs lost 31-24. Uh, Kansas City got out to the big lead 17-3 in the first quarter. Houston goes 20 unanswered in the second. Uh, tight race down the end. Uh, but uh, Houston pulls it out with the uh, 31-24 victory. And you look at that game, and what is scary to think about is Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, 273 yards. But he wasn't really good. He missed on a lot of throws. He was about just over 50% completion percentage. QBR rating, the ESPN stat was bad. The, the, the quarterback rating, under 100 Overall, he missed a lot of big throws. And if you look at the receivers in that game, Daryl Williams had a 52-yard catch. Tyreek Hill had a 46-yard catch. Big bombs driving down the field. Only five receptions for 80 yards for Tyreek Hill. And uh, a lot of it coming on that 46-yard bomb. Well, let's take you now fast forward to week one of the NFL season. Patrick Mahomes, way more efficient. Almost set, almost 70% completion percentage. No interceptions. QBR, a 90, a 40-point improvement, and a quarterback rating over 123. And what I think is even more telling than all that is look at the completions to the receivers. Tyreek Hill, his long catch, 15 yards. Travis Kelsey, his long catch, 15 yards. Sammy Watkins, his long catch, 19 yards. Wait a minute. He's not bombing it down the field. There was no, oh, well, you know, last year we talked about it. Well, the, the, the Chiefs are just different. They just hit you like with a knockout punch like Mike Tyson. Boom. All of a sudden, you just get a, a Tyreek Hill bomb. And it's over, and you're like, what happened? One play, 80 yards, Chiefs score. Listen to some of these drives. I'm going to take you through some of these drives the Chiefs had in this game. And it's one of the reasons why the Texans lost, because they couldn't sustain drives. But the Chiefs, even on their punt in the first, first uh, drive of the game, four minutes off the clock, eight plays. Their touchdown drive to tie the game 7-7, 11 plays, five and a half minutes, five minutes, 40 seconds. The touchdown drive to go up 14-7, 16-play drive. Eight-play drive, four minutes and 50, 45 seconds off the clock in the second quarter, in the second half when they had the lead. This Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes is learning how to dissect defenses too now. Patrick Mahomes was efficient. Patrick Mahomes looked like Aaron Rodgers of the past two or three years, but with still all the athleticism and the bomb arm that Aaron's lost a little bit. That's what's scary to me, and that's what the rest of the NFL should be scared about. This Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes, that offense, man, were they efficient. And Patrick Mahomes looked like a surgeon out there as opposed to the bazooka cannon that he's been in the past. And he can still do the bazooka cannon stuff. We know he can. He's not even hit his prime yet. That's scary. Now, the Texans on the reverse half, I do want to say 
Obviously, a lot of just the national pundits and the immediate reaction, you know, you're at the bar with your buddies. Oh, well, you trade to uh, Hopkins and, uh, of course, duh, Texas, Texas stink. Bill O'Brien stinks. Texans are going to be fine, I think. Uh, they still have a lot of talent. They still have a great quarterback. The Texans' problem is you trade this, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which I didn't like. I remember I came on the show, said I didn't like it. I wouldn't have done it. But I can justify trading DeAndre Hopkins and losing that piece. But the Texans also lost their identity. That's what worries me about the Texans. Not that they're 0-1. Not that they gave up four sacks and they couldn't keep Deshaun Watson clean. They couldn't sustain drives. That That's a, that's all scary stuff. But they looked identityless. They looked lost. Now, I get it's the first game of the year. They didn't have preseason. But as a team that when they beat the tech, the Chiefs last year, we go back to that week, that week for six win, they ran the ball 41 times for three touchdowns and almost 200 yards. And then what do they do? They trade for Johnson. They ship Hopkins out. They run the ball 20 less times have almost 80 less yards and one less touchdown running the ball. So where's the identity? Didn't you didn't you want to didn't didn't you want to create an identity when you lose to me the second best receiver in the game, the guy who was your identity, the guy who could bail you out on third downs and make these spectacular plays? And then you say, no, well, we're going with the identity. We're getting Johnson. We're going to have an identity. There was no identity. And that, if I'm a Texans fan, that worries me a little bit. Still think they'll be okay. They got plenty of talent, uh, but that worries me. So that's my thoughts on the game. Patrick Mahomes, man, was he surgeon-like. That's a scary thought for the rest of the league. Also, Kansas City, kudos to them. 32 pass attempts for Patrick Mahomes, 34 rushing attempts. Almost five yards to carry, rushing touchdown, 166 yards. They dominated time of possession. Overall domination by the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show on the mark, KHMO on Facebook. Hespen headline number two. Hespen's headlines on the mark. LeBron James deserves time on my program. If you I, I, if you're not watching the basketball playoffs, I understand. You know that's all right. I, I'm going to be watching less of it now. Obviously, it's kind of timing has worked out well. Now the football's starting, there is less basketball to watch, and they're going to shift the schedule a little bit to try to avoid football here now, heading into their conference finals. And we'll talk about the Eastern Conference final here in just a bit. But let's let's step back. Let's go to LeBron. LeBron James is the second best basketball player to ever play, and it's really not close. Him and Michael are are really in their own tier. And LeBron is doing things that even Michael never did. And that does, again, it doesn't mean he's better than Michael. I still think Michael's the greatest of all time. Because there's a killer instinct. There's a there's a Michael's a different animal. Like Kobe, only he won more. And he was uh even more of a killer. <laughs> like the original Jaws movie. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea was good, but Original Jaws, you know, come on, scary stuff there. That's a scary shark. Uh, 
But LeBron, in year 17, is doing stuff we just don't see. Let me read this for you. This is where LeBron James now ranks all-time currently in playoff ranks. So this is every playoff game ever. You combine up all the stats for every player who's ever played in a playoff game. LeBron James has more playoff wins than any other human being. LeBron James has more points than any other NBA player in the playoffs. He's made more field goals. He's got the second most three-pointers made of any basketball player in playoff history. And LeBron shooting is his least good offensive weapon. Free throws, number one. Assists, third. Rebounds, sixth. Steals, first. Games, third. Minutes first. Statistically, this is the most dominant playoff performer of all time. It's not even close. He's even 12th in blocks. LeBron James is the second best basketball player of all time, and he still doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. LeBron James last won a regular season MVP seven years ago. And he's still the best player right now in the NBA. Since LeBron won his last MVP in the 2012-2013 season, listen to the people that won the MVP since then. Durant, okay. Curry, Curry, back-to-back, one unanimous. Okay. And then Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, and it's going to be Giannis again. LeBron is in a different category in year 17. Seven years removed from his last MVP, he is still in a different category than any other NBA player. He's the best player in the NBA right now. The only person who I'd even put in the category with him to share it with him is Kawhi, and Kawhi has earned the right to be there. Because Kawhi most likely in, in about two months from now will have, had his, will have his third NBA championship Third finals MVP on three different teams. I mean, Kawhi, Kawhi is earning his right to be up there in the tier with LeBron. But what the bubble has shown us, and now we move on to Giannis, and why Giannis isn't even in the same breath as LeBron right now, even though he's now got half the MVPs, and he's now a back-to-back MVP winner, is that LeBron is completely redefining where stars rank in this league right now. LeBron and and Kawhi are in a tier by themselves. Now, there are two guys that I would argue have the right to be in that tier with LeBron and Kawhi, but I got to wait to see them actually play next year and where they're at, and that's Kevin Durant and, and Steph Curry. Those four guys, if they're all healthy and Durant and Curry are their former selves, as they were in the past couple years, healthy and good, those four guys are in a league of their own, and I would still put LeBron over the other four right now. Then there's another tier. The next tier is where Giannis belongs with James Harden and Anthony Davis. The tier of guys that you could argue, oh, well, they're the guys you want to build around, the MVPs, the uh, the stat monsters, but Giannis is proving that he's more Shaq in the late in late 90s. Everyone keeps – I heard that com, that comparison on the national talk shows, and I think it's brilliant. Giannis is Shaq. He's a modern-day Shaq. 
he may be talent rise, the most talented player in the NBA. Like raw, just God given ability, like Shaq was. But Shaq couldn't win a finals until he got his Kobe. Shaq won four rings. Three with Kobe, one with Dwayne Wade. Giannis needs that guy. Giannis needs that guy. It's not Chris Middleton. And I don't know if Milwaukee can draft that guy or get that guy to Milwaukee. And a lot of people argue, well, Giannis should go to the Warriors. Which, in a, in a sense, on paper, it does make a lot of sense, right? Surround Giannis with great shooters. Drive, kick, and Curry is an all-time top 10 NBA player. He's on the, or he's on the trajectory to be that. So you could argue, oh, he will, he's Kobe-esque. But I would make the argument more so that Giannis needs a Kobe. He needs a, a D-Wade. He needs a ruthless scorer, a dog. I can make the argument that Giannis needs a Donovan Mitchell, that Giannis needs a James Harden in this league more so than he needs a Steph Curry. Giannis needs that guy, the get-a-bucket-at-all-costs guy, the total alpha male outwork-the-room guy. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Giannis now that they're out. And uh, again, Giannis is about to win his second MVP back-to-back. LeBron hasn't won an MVP in seven years. It's a joke. LeBron James is still the best player in this league. A year 17, he's better than all those guys who's won an MVP in the past couple years when he's been shifted out just because of stupid narratives from the NBA media. LeBron James, I commend you. I will be watching you close out the Houston Rockets tonight and uh, get yourself to the Western Conference Finals. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, we're going to shift our focus back to football. The five things that I am looking forward to most as we approach week one. On the mark is brought to you by Cunis Country, CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. You've got a lot. Oh, and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. Join the family like I have. Go to CunisQuincy.com. They're doing some massive specials. Uh, I was talking with Jason Buxman, the general sales manager. Uh, he was telling me that they have a guy in there. I don't remember the term, but he's he's going to praise your vehicle and give. they're giving top dollar on trades right now. So go check them out, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They need those trades. They're giving top dollar trades. When I traded my vehicle in to get into my new truck, they gave me top dollar trade over Kelly Blue Book value. They're, these guys are just incredible. CunisQuincy.com, 221 North 36th Street. Hey, Kembo Slice, my guy. I love the Chiefs and I'm terrified of them. He's hit me up on Twitter. Thanks for listening, Kevin. Uh, yeah, they are scary. Uh, let's turn our focus now, though, uh, to the rest of the NFL. Obviously, I, I could sit here and and just break down every game for four hours. There's so much. Week one is so spicy. It's so juicy. There's so much to look forward to, especially with week one and especially this year's week one because 
we didn't get a preseason. I mean, obviously, there's great intriguing matchups like Seattle at Atlanta. Uh, you have New England and Miami. Uh, you have these real fascinating matchups with, uh, uh, um, the Dallas and LA and, 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 and Vegas and Carolina, new coaching staffs, uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. Uh, so I'm going to try and uh, concise it down to the five things. If I had to choose that I'm looking forward to or most excited to see about week one of the NFL season. So number five, and we'll count our way down. Number five, old faces, new places, Cam in New England. Uh, this is going to be just so much fun to watch. What will this offense look like? Are they building it around Cam or are they making Cam fit into them? Lots of pieces out, but you have Edelman, Nikhil Harry. Will Cam elevate or will Cam be frustrated like Tom was last year with the lack of weapons? I think that is going to be uh, one of those things where I can't, I cannot believe that we're going to get to watch Cam Newton in a New England Patriots jersey in uh, a little over 24 hours from now. Uh, obviously then Tom and Gronk in Tampa. Same type of stuff. What will that offense look like? Well, the last time we saw that Tampa offense, high flying, running gun, down the field, push the ball. That was Jameis Winston. Will Tom adapt to that, or are they going to adapt to Tom a little bit more? How does Tom's arm look? Uh, rejuvenated. The rest, uh, what is, uh, what is Leonard Fournette fit into in this Tampa Bay offense? And what is Gronk's role going to really be? Gronk is kind of the, 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 you know, the Bigfoot of this, the missing link, the we just assume that, oh, well, it's Gronk. He's going to be Gronk. But they got a lot of tight ends in Tampa. And do you save Gronk? Is Gronk just going to be, is he going to have more of just the Gronk package? And the importance of Gronk is going to be, well, we want Gronk healthy for our playoff run. And to be Tom Brady's blanket in the playoff run. Or is Gronk just going to be, hey, I took a year off. I'm 100% to go. I want to play 16 games. I want to be the starting tight end. I want to go for 1,000 yards receiving. That's going to be fascinating to watch as well. Uh, the other new uh, new face, uh, old face in a new place. Remember, we also get to watch Phil Rivers in Indy. Remember that? We get to watch Phil Rivers in Indy. Uh, I'm down on Indy a little bit, as you guys know, from two weeks ago when we did the AFC. But it wouldn't shock me. I mean, Phil Rivers... They got weapons. Uh, I'm excited to watch Marlon Mack and uh, Jonathan Taylor in that backfield. That offensive line is the best offensive line of football. So when you have the best offensive line of football, you're not going to be garbage. And I had the uh, I had the Colts around uh, you know seven and nine, uh, eight and eight. It's going to be fascinating. Again, I just don't know how much Rivers really has left in the sense that. Manning's gone now. Uh, Big Ben, we'll get to him in a second. You know, where is Rivers at? Is he able to keep find? Is he able to refine a fountain of youth and keep competing like Brady and and uh, you know? Uh, wow, uh, Drew Brees. Duh! It was like I just want to keep seeing New Orleans. Like no, Drew Brees. Or you know, is is he really still the guy we just saw last year and in? in uh, L.A. that made a lot of bad decisions through a lot of bad picks. Uh, number four thing I'm looking forward to the most, Dallas and the Rams. Because these are two teams that both have so much to prove. I mean, the Rams, remember, two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. And then they had a, a down year, but they were still a 9-7 and seven team last year that just kind of got overwhelmed by the other teams in their division. I, ha I have the Rams 
just missing the playoffs, being very good. But the Rams have a lot of offensive talent. Can they run the ball? They're, they don't have to answer questions about Gurley every week, set distractions out of the building. And on the flip side, the Rams, while they're the team that I think have a better talent, more talent and are a better team than the Cowboys, no one's talking about them nearly as much as everyone's talking about the Cowboys. C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper, Dak with the franchise tag, the new coach McCarthy, Zeke. I I I just think that the Cowboys and the Rams. This is gonna be fascinating for Sunday Night Football. Obviously, I'm also excited because they're opening up the new SoFi Stadium in LA. Uh, Jerry, is he gonna be jealous of the new toy that the NFL has with SoFi Stadium? I think he certainly will be. Uh, I think that's gonna be one of the most fascinating games, if not the most fascinating game to watch, because these are both teams that want to be in the playoffs, expect to be in the playoffs. Their fan bases are expecting a lot out of them, uh, but they're kind of two different weird parallels right now. One of them is not being talked about. One of them is being overhyped. Uh, I think the Rams are a better team. I like the Rams in that game as well. Uh, number three, the return of Big Ben and the debut of Joe Burrow in the AFC North. I think this is uh, the AFC North. Obviously, Baltimore is the cream of the crop in that div- in that uh, division in that con- uh, and and I and maybe even in the conference we'll see uh Kansas City looked great uh but big ben what does he have left you know brady is the anomaly and and drew brees is a little bit of the anomaly the last of the old veterans the garb is starting to fall apart eli's gone rivers is in indy and big ben missed all last year so a lot of people aren't talking about it how's the elbow can he play 16 games and what does he look like? Is he still Big Ben old? Is he going to be the gunslinger, push it down the field with Juju? Uh, I can't wait to watch. And on the flip side of that, Joe Burrow. He's the only rookie quarterback quarterback starting. Uh, he's thrown to the Wolves right away uh, as they have the uh, great Chargers uh, pass rush coming into town and a shaky offensive line. And let's see what the kid's got. Uh, he's uh, There's going to be, I think, a lot of pressure on him. I don't think if, uh, as long as he doesn't, see ghosts and look terrible and they can win a couple games. I think they'll, they'll, they'll take that in Cincinnati and build around Joe Burrow. So, but two fascinating, uh, players in the AFC North to watch. Number two thing I'm looking forward to the most Packers Vikings. And for two different reasons, I have the Vikings missing the playoffs and a lot of it has to do with Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And, now we're putting a lot of faith in, in Thielen to be the number one guy. And Thielen's had some soft tissue issue injuries the past couple of years. And Kirk Cousins, remember, is like 6-24 and 24 against winning teams in the regular season. A lot of people are so high in Minnesota, but you still, that means you're high on Kirk Cousins. And I just don't think that they're, they're poised to have a great, brilliant offensive year. Uh, as much as I love Dalvin Cook. And on the f- flip side of that, the Packers, meanwhile, all the talking camp has been Jordan Love has not been great. He's the third stringer behind an undrafted guy who is now uh, Aaron Rodgers' backup. He's not even Aaron Rodgers' backup. He's a third stringer. Aaron Rodgers obviously not happy they didn't get more weapons. This offense is still literally just Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and you hope can, you can see more growth from Aaron Jones. And then, you know, what is, uh, what is it, you know, what is that relationship like? You know, they say 
the, the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, the head coach, is fine. They say it's fine. But we'll see. I think this is going to be a fascinating, uh, fascinating game to watch. And finally, duh, you know, I'm the thing I'm personally looking forward to the most: Lions and Bears. Because uh, I, I can't wait to see what Trubisky looks like. I'm high on Trubisky, but I think we're going to learn a lot uh, in uh, in 28 uh, hours from now. I, I think I think we'll know a lot about Mitch and this Bears season by the end of Week One. And uh, I can't wait for it. I'm nervous as all heck. <laughs> Stuck. I'm sticking a, a lot on it, but uh, I can't wait for it. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to most of uh, the five things here as we start the NFL season. When we come back, I'm going to give a quick preview of Heat versus Celtics. The Eastern Conference Final is set. Uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup. And then... To end the show, uh, we'll pick some games really quick. What to watch for? A lot to watch for. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Go to cunisquincy.com, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. You've got a lot of hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. I'm Ed Harrell, and this is the Kindness Revolution. An old adage in sales is that people tend to do business with people that they like. The interesting addition to this statement is that people tend to like people who behave like they do. Think about that for a moment. If you're enthusiastic and upbeat, do you want to be around people who are down and negative? If you're more quiet and reserved, do you want to be with the enthusiastic and upbeat person we described earlier? Observing behavior can lead to learning how others want to be treated, and in building strong relationships, We need to treat others the way they want to be treated. So here's what we can learn from this. If you want to relate to someone else, model the way you behave more towards the way they behave. This is sometimes referred to as mirroring and can lead to building and maintaining relationships that are important to you, as well as reducing conflict between people. So give it a shot and let me know how it works. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I haven't worn a dress for a while. Maybe you ladies appreciate this little household tip. Pin a small safety pin to the seam of your slip, and you won't have any clingy skirt or dress. It's been a while since any of us have worn a slip, probably. A slip? What are we, 1965? (laughs) Where'd you get this email? (laughs) People people don't wear spanks now, Doug. We wear spanks. What's a spank? Spanks are like they suck everything in. They're like a modern-day girdle. Okay. Surprise when you take them off. So much I am great. This is the DJV Show. Seven days a week on KHMO. You've been lied to. Today, otherwise cloudy skies. High temperatures reach up to 75. West winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight. Lows dip down to about 58. Highs level off around 75. Tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. Dry with temps near average. Monday and Tuesday, and highs in the upper 70s. Right now, 64. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. It's as simple as this. If you're even considering like, ah, oh, maybe I think I should get in a new car, you would be doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't go check out Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, right across from the Village Inn. Shop online, cunisquincy.com. So many vehicles to choose from. And this weekend, they are doing top dollar on trades. I talked to the general sales manager, Jason Buxman, myself, said, Mark, let people know trades are hot right now. 
They want your trade, so they're paying top dollar for it. That's great for you. They're doing a lot of great incentives on new vehicles, and their used inventory is fantastic. That's where I found my truck from their used inventory. Uh, they're just the best. CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you and head on in there. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-N. Great way to get in contact with me and uh, chat. Heat Celtics. We got the Eastern Conference Finals. That is set. Uh, I certainly didn't think the Heat would be there when it started. I had the Bucks coming out of the East. Like I think most people did because they looked great uh, during the regular season. And then they came into the bubble. And they didn't look great in the bubble, but they locked up that one seed so quick. You're kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. And then they kind of slept through Orlando and had a couple. They lost the game and a couple close calls, and then they fell apart against the Heat. And the Heat uh, were so tuned in; they've been so locked in. I mean, the Heat have only lost one game so far in the playoffs. And kudos to them. What I'll say about what I think about the Heat versus Celtics: first off, a it has to be noted that the Heat are going to be so well-rested by the time they start this series, I think on Monday or Tuesday of next week, so well-rested. For the Celtics, meanwhile, here's where I I think this is going to get interesting. What concerned me in the end of the Celtics and Toronto series is that on paper and on the court, the Celtics were way more talented than Toronto. Like, Lowry and Van Fleet are those guys that you have to respect. You have to tip your cap to them. Consummate pros, tough-nosed guys, all-stars, you know, a couple times their careers, you know, Van Fleet could get there. But, I mean, come on. Walker, Brown, Tatum, Smart. I mean, all just more talented guys. And yet that game... That series came down to a foul on a rebound for Jason Tatum after a missed free throw, and then a clutch block by Marcus Smart at the end. I mean, what concerns me, with the point I'm getting at is, Toronto almost beat a more talented Boston team because they are dogs. They're fighters. And now you have a Miami team that is just... As hard-nosed and fighting tough dogs as Toronto, only I think they match up better because they have more length and I think a little bit more talent. I mean, Bam Adebayo is going to be a problem for Boston. You're going to have a uh, Jimmy Butler's a problem for everyone he plays. He's a problem for Giannis and Middleton. And... You have length at the guard position with Dragic and none where you didn't have that at the Toronto series. I, I, I off off the top of my head right now, my gut, my heart says I think Heat and six. I think Heat and six. I think the Heat make the NBA Finals, which is crazy to have thought about two weeks ago. But I think the Heat are making the NBA Finals. I think defensively the Heat are are just as good as Boston. I think the Heat offensively, everyone knows their roles. The Heat's offense was fluid and 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 on fire on all cylinders against a immaculate defensive team 
in Milwaukee. Where Boston, you got guys that they give up. They, they're just all too passive. I was tweeting it last night during the game. I'm like, what are you doing? You have guys like Jalen Brown who will drive in, penetrate with 10, 12 seconds of the shot clock. And instead of taking a shot or forcing them to call a tough foul or getting to the rim, dish it to a shooter in the corner who then dishes it, who then dishes it, and it ends up back in Tatum's hands with like two seconds left to shoot, and he has to do a turnaround J. That happens way too much with Boston. Too unselfish. With the Heat, it's like, wait, wait, their best player. We all know the best player on the Miami Heat is Jimmy Butler. He is. And yet he, he like barely ever leads the team in scoring your shots. But he's the guy when they need a bucket. Well, Jimmy go get the bucket. They know their roles. I mean, th- this, I, I just think this is going to be a, a weird matchup. I, I just think defensively the Heat can lock down what the Celtics do well. And I just don't think the offense for the Celtics knows their roles like they they will in Miami. Now, I will say, I don't think the Miami Heat are going to do this weird box in one thing. I don't think they're going to try to do what the Toronto did, which is just take Kemba out of the game. Uh, but we'll see. Kemba, if Kemba, Kemba could be the difference in this series if he really shows up. Because uh, Kemba is great. Uh, so you go, I'll take the Heat in six. That's my prediction. And we'll see if I'm right. We'll have some fun with it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show here. With, uh, give you my upset, my toss-up, my lock, as I do every NFL week. And uh, we'll break down what we got a lot to watch for this weekend, including NCAA football. Stick around. You'll listen on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Brought to you by Cunis Country. CunisQuincy.com. Tell Mark sent you. You've got a lot of dealers. Now News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. As always, brought to you by Cunis Country and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. I'm in the family. Come join the Cunis Country family. Uh, the guys are incredible. I just saw there was posted on Facebook. Already making deals this morning. Congrats to them. I'm telling you, if you got, if you're even thinking about, go in and get your trade appraised. They got a trade specialist in at the dealership today, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, right there on 36th Street. Just south of Broadway and north of Main Street, if I got that correct. Yes, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Go to CunisQuincy.com. Tell them that Mark sent you. Just walk in and be like, hey, Mark sent me. I'm here. They'll take care of you. Okay, uh, quickly, in the last uh, four and a half minutes of the show here, uh, I want to give you my uh, – we do this every week in the NFL uh, during the regular season. Upset. Toss up and lock of the week as I'm getting more into the uh, betting lines. Betting is becoming uh, sports gambling legal in Illinois, so I know my, a lot of my Illinois listeners. Uh, upset of the week: uh, the fact that the Bears are two and a half point dogs to the Lions. Duh! Take that. The Bears are uh, his, uh, have been historically great against the Lions in the Matt Nagy era. Uh, let me read you this: Mitch Trubisky's career. Obviously not what we want it to be as Bears fans, but his numbers against Matt Patricia and the Lions. He's 3-0, nine touchdowns, almost 900 yards and one interception. He's got a lot to prove. I think the Bears beat the Lions. Definitely, if they're getting points to the Lions, uh, two and a half, that's the upset of the week. Toss-up of the week, Carolina versus Vegas. Carolina is home against the Raiders, and they're 2.5 dogs at home. 
I would take Carolina in the points there, especially being at home. But this is one of those toss-ups because I do know what I'm getting from Vegas. They're going to try to run the ball. Uh, Derek Carr, like, and I don't know what I'm getting from Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule and 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 at new a whole new look in Carolina. So I I want to stay away from it. Is it a toss up? I think it'd go either way. I would if I was betting it. I would take Carolina in the in the in the points at home as home dogs uh, against Vegas. And then finally the lock of the week. Oh, this one's just easy. Uh, the points are it's a lot of points to swallow. I think it's like it's up to eight in some places. Ravens over the Browns. I think the Ravens will trounce the Browns uh, for two reasons. Number one, new coaching staff of the Browns, and uh, week one don't know what to expect. And also remember the Browns beat the Ravens like in week two or three last year in I think in Cleveland and like punched them in the mouth. And John Harbaugh doesn't forget that. And I think the Ravens are going to be out to really prove something this year. They were embarrassed in the playoffs at the end of the year last year. And uh, I think they're going to come out hair on fire. Look out, Cleveland. You're going to get trounced. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we, that's my, uh, those are mark my words and, uh, we can check in on how I did with that. Uh, next week. Uh, finally, what to watch tonight? I'll be watching the second race of the NASCAR playoffs in Richmond. Uh, love, love the NASCAR playoff format. Uh, it's must watch television, 630 on NBCSN. Also, we have college football today. The ACC and the Big 12 are back, which means number one, Clemson's in action. Number five, Oklahoma's in action. Number 23, Iowa State's in action today. Number 14, Texas, uh, a team I dislike. Number 10, Notre Dame is in action today. Uh, none of them, none of them really big important games, uh, just kind of all warm up tune up games, but there is college football. So we watched a little college football this afternoon. Um, MLB, uh, cards and red 715 tonight, Cubs and Brewers 610 tonight. And finally, NBA Rockets, Lakers take LeBron and the Rockets, uh, to trounce the Rockets seven o'clock tonight. I'll have that on my second screen as I'm watching NASCAR, uh, Nuggets and Clippers game six tomorrow. I think the Clippers will come out and take care of the Nuggets in Game 6. Uh, that is on the mark. Thank you so much 